She was planned, isn't that, Miss Rhonda? And uh, she was testing out her daughter, and uh, that, that was a blessing uh, this morning. Um, Miss Adias, Miss Rhonda, Miss Eileen, you guys sing together, don't you? I thought so. And you have uh, recorded, um, okay, many years ago. I'm just thinking if you guys would put something together and sing for us tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Very good. That's better. So good. Wow. <clears throat> so already planned just as I planned right here. So thank you. Mark chapter 1. Would you stand with me as we read together a portion of God's word? Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. We'll begin at verse number 1 here this morning. Mark chapter 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. And what we're preaching this morning, the title of our message is simply Preparing the Way for Jesus. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and with a girdle of skin about his loins. And he did eat locusts and wild honey, and preached, uh, let me just state, he, he was a man's man. And he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Preparing the way for Jesus. I'd like us this morning to go to the Lord in prayer, and you, at this point, I would encourage to submit and just ask the Lord for His way. I don't want to ever come to church and just play church. I want to hear from Jesus. And it's not by accident that you're here this morning. And I believe the Lord has a message for you today. And so I, I would ask that we would yield our hearts. And I believe we need to be preparing for the return of Jesus. And so let's yield our hearts and let the Lord have his way in this service this morning. Father, we thank you. Again, such a privilege to be in this place. Lord, we're asking here today that you would uplift and exalt your name. Lord, we already sense and know your presence in this place. And Lord, we don't ever want to have church without you. And so, Lord, we pray here today that God, even now, you would plead with hearts that you would deal with lives and souls. And there's a soul here today hanging in the balance. Lord, there's one here today that maybe has wandered astray and today needs you. 
to draw them back into the fold. Lord, there's one here this morning that needs strength and comfort. There's one this morning that needs a purpose. And I pray that you would minister at the very point of need today. We pray in the wonderful, precious name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. And, and I want to begin here at the beginning in verse number 1, where it reads, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of of God. Now the gospel is the good news of Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, the gospel is the good news of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel centers around Jesus Christ. He is the good news. He's one that the Bible is all about. He's the one that has been since the beginning. He's the one that spoke the world into being. He's the one that is the way, the truth, and the life. And the gospel is the means of our salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We have sinned against a holy God. We deserve hell and death and damnation. But God loved us. And he commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, he gave his Son who went to the cross and shed his blood. He sent that perfect, holy Lamb of God, the Lamb without blemish, the Lamb without sin. Jesus was hated, rejected of men. He was crucified, not for his own sin, but for our sin. He died in our place. He took upon him the cross. They buried him. They placed him in a tomb. Up from the grave, he arose. Death could not hold him. Uh, there was no sin to keep him in that tomb. He had victory over death, over hell, over sin. That's the gospel. And it was that gospel that John the Baptist preached. It was that gospel that has been preached by the apostles. And it's that gospel that has been given into our hands. And it is that hope that we have today for peace, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Before God sent his son, he sent a forerunner, John the Baptist. John was sent to prepare the way for Jesus. John preached the gospel. He told of the coming of Jesus Christ. It was John that baptized the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was the beginning of the public ministry of the Lord. It was John the Baptist that pointed men to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It was John that prepared the material by which Jesus built his church. And as my conviction, and I think Acts chapter 1 teaches this, indicates that the apostles were all baptized of John the Baptist. And then it was John the Baptist that pointed the apostles to the Lord Jesus Christ and it was with those apostles that Jesus founded his church here upon this earth. John prepared the way for the first coming of Jesus. And it was Jesus that said of John, those born of women, among those born of women, there's none greater than John the Baptist. Now Jesus is coming back again. We, we've been preaching and looking prophetically. He's looking for servants, I believe today, that will prepare the way for his second coming. 
We need some more John the Baptist. May God raise up some laborers for the harvest and uh, that have the spirit of John the Baptist. Uh, some men and women and boys and girls with the fire of God upon their life, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, preparing this generation for the return of Christ. Now, this morning, we're going to examine the life and ministry of John and make some applications into our life that when placed in your life will make you one that prepares the way for Jesus. Now, first thought that I have this morning is John was sent by God. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Of John, the Bible says, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now, we have some prophecies concerning John, and there are two in particular that are mentioned here in the Gospel of Mark. For example, notice in verse number 2 of Mark chapter 1. Here's a prophecy from the book of Malachi. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. I'd like you to turn back with me to the book of Malachi. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. And we have this quotation from the book of Malachi, chapter 3, and verse number 1. Malachi 3, verse number 1, this prophecy of John the Baptist says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. I want you to notice a clear reference here to the deity of Jesus Christ. Now, here is what the Lord is saying. I, God, will send my messenger, John, and he shall prepare the way before me, God, Jesus, one and the same. And so God said, I will send my messenger to prepare my way, or to prepare the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God foretold the coming of John hundreds of years before John was miraculously born, and you can read that story in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, into the family of the priest Zechariah and Elizabeth in their old age. And so God foretold, or God prophesied, uh, told us of the coming of John the Baptist to prepare the way for God. Now, verse number 3, Mark chapter 1, there's a second prophecy. And it's a prophecy from Isaiah. And it reads, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Uh, again, keep your place in the Gospel of Mark. I'd like you to turn back to the Old Testament, to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. In Isaiah chapter 40, and this entire section is quoted in the Gospel of Luke, again as a reference to the coming of John the Baptist. Isaiah 40, verse number 3. And it reads, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Again, a reference to the deity of Jesus Christ. 
Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Uh, it's quoted in full in the Gospel of Luke. It speaks of the revival that would come through the preaching of John the Baptist. The roads would be straightened, the valleys filled, the mountains and hills flattened, the crooked things made straight, the rough places made smooth. God would use John the Baptist to prepare the hearts of the people to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's what I would like us to consider this morning. Is God knew John before he was born. God raised him up and sent him, preparing the way for the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now think about this this morning. God knew you before you were born. Jeremiah the prophet said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. You see, you're not an accident this morning. God knew all about you. God made you. And God chose the details of your life. You did not choose your parents, God did. You did not choose your sex, God did. And by the way, only two, male and female. God chose who you would be. You did not choose your race, God chose that. You did not choose your time in history, God chose that. And could it be that God, just as he raised up John for such a time as that, has raised you up for such a time as this. At this point, at this time in history, I think the most exciting time in all of history in which to live. And it could be here this morning, I'm speaking to a young man, and God is calling you to ministry. And there may be a young man here today that God is calling you to some country of Chile or some country far away and some country to prepare the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. There may be somebody here today that God is speaking to about the ministry of planting churches over northern New Mexico. There may be somebody here, and we're going to kick off this Bible college very soon, and God is speaking to your heart and said, I want you to go through that training of that Bible college and be prepared to be my servant in the coming days. See, God chose you. You're not an accident. God has a plan and a calling for your life. God has something for you that he has for nobody else. These are the prophecies concerning John. Now go back to the Gospel of Mark chapter 1. And you notice here the purpose of John as we see this man sent by God. In verse 3, we read the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Verse number 2, the latter part, Prepare thy way before thee. Now John's mission was to tell of the coming of Jesus Christ. He was like the herald that would go before the king. And the herald would walk the path that the king would walk. That herald would proclaim, The king is coming. Clear the path. Get things ready. That was the mission of John the Baptist. He spoke and prepared the way for Jesus Christ. Do you realize that is our mission? The king is coming. Get ready. 
It's time to prepare for the return of Jesus Christ. Our mission, if you're not saved, friend, don't wait. Don't put that off. It's time to get saved. You don't have time to waste. And if you are saved, are you right with God? Are you fulfilling the purpose and the will of God? Are you prepared to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? That was the mission of John the Baptist. And that's our mission, to prepare the way for the Lord. John was sent by God, and you are sent by God. As we look at the life of John the Baptist, not only was John sent by God, but John was surrendered to God. It's so evident in his preaching. Again, look at verse 4, Mark chapter 1. It reads, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. I, I love to read through the Gospels the life of John the Baptist. John was bold. He was fearless. He stood up to the Pharisees and Sadducees. He, he called out their hypocrisy. He stood up to King Herod. He said, it's unlawful for you to have your brother Philip's wife. It's not lawful. Herod cast him into prison. John the Baptist was not afraid to speak out against sin. See, he understood that before one could understand and know the forgiveness of Christ, he must know the depths of his sin. And I fear today we have a shallow gospel that is seeking to have men saved without the conviction of sin and without the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. Now you notice the message of John. He preached repentance. John believed the gospel would change a life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become new. See, a repentance is a turning from self to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a repentance is a change of heart. It's worked by the Spirit of God in a heart and a life. I, I'm thoroughly convinced that when one has genuinely come to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will transform the heart and the life. Uh, this week, and I, I would just encourage you, uh, 106.7 VCY. There are some good messages at times and some good music. But there was a powerful testimony of a young girl that grew up in a Christian home, made a profession of faith as a child, but was not saved. I went through that myself. And became bitter at her parents, bitter at God. And then she transgendered to a man, but was miserable. She was living with a partner in a sinful relationship, was in that relationship for nine years. But then miraculously, miraculously got saved. And let me just say that there is nobody too far from God. It's such a precious thing. The Lord, in His power, can reach down to the lowest depths and save a sinner, and changed the life of that one. And this young lady came to know Jesus Christ. But then the Spirit of God convicted her that to walk with God, she needed to leave that sinful relationship. And gave the testimony as to how difficult that was, but in leaving that relationship, her entire life was transformed by the power of God. 
Friends, that's the power of the gospel. And that's the gospel that John the Baptist preached. He believed a gospel would change a life. Now we know we're saved by grace, not of works. Uh, There's not a single work that can save you, get you to heaven. It's all of God's grace. We cannot change ourselves. That's the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God within our life. But I believe this, when Christ enters a life, He changes that life. John preached that. He preached the remission of sins. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. See, when one truly comes to Christ in repentance and faith, he's forgiven. His sins are blotted out. The righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ is put to his account. We go to heaven not because we deserve it. We don't earn it. It's God's grace. Uh, The righteousness of Christ, it's on His account that we go to heaven. The remission of sins. And that message of John is still the message that will prepare hearts for the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, John's surrender was evident in his preaching. Uh, Verse number 6. John's surrender was evident in his person. John was clothed with camel's hair, with a girdle of skin about his loins. He did eat locusts and wild honey. He was the son of Zacharias, a Levitical priest. Uh, He was in line for a good job. Uh, John would have been well-fed, well-clothed, well-respected had he followed that path that was set out for him. But he gave all of this up to follow the will of God for his life. John went out into the wilderness. He gave his reputation. It's evident He did not care what others thought about him. His desire was to please God and the Lord only. Uh, He lived a simple life out in the wilderness, surrendered to God's purpose. Now, if we're to prepare this generation for Christ's return, we must be willing to give up our reputation. There's somebody here that must be willing maybe to give up that pursuit of a job because God's called you to the mission field. Or God's called you to the ministry. It may mean giving up my possessions, my passions, my positions. John gave it all. Many times it's a position or prestige that stands in the way of our surrender to God. Sometimes we're more concerned about how we're dressed and how we look than what God thinks of us. And I think it was evident that John the Baptist was concerned about what God thought about him. And he surrendered to the Lord, his own person. Can we say this morning, I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. See, we'll never prepare this generation until there's a group of people that, like the John the Baptist, have come and said, I give it all for Jesus. I surrender all, and I leave my life in his hands. John's surrender was evident in that person. But his surrender was evident in his passion. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He was passionate for Christ, pointing his own disciples to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was passionate for souls, pleading for repentance. 
And I believe one who has surrendered to God is going to be passionate for Christ. Christ will be the love of your life. And he's going to be passionate for the lost souls of men, understanding that every soul you come into contact is going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. And friend, when we think about that truth and that reality, it ought to make us passionate to give everything. For Jesus, John, was surrendered to God. A third thought that will help us to prepare men for the return of Christ. John was selfless for God. Now, look in verse 5. You think about this. It had a powerful impact. There went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, think about this. Out in the wilderness... It's the middle of nowhere. We drove by that when we were in Israel. Not exactly a place that you would think you would gather a crowd. No fancy buildings. No fancy advertisements. No promotions. John was filled with the Spirit of God. Men and women from all over Jerusalem, Judea, the regions about Jordan flocked to hear this man on fire for God, flocked to hear the preaching of John the Baptist. Now we can see he had tremendous success. The crowds are flocking to him. Here's the problem. Many times when God begins to use an individual, that individual becomes proud. And it is pride that sets us aside. God can only use the humble of hearts. And one of the things I notice about John is though he had tremendous success, that success did not go to his head. Instead, he promoted the Lord Jesus Christ. See, John was humble. Success has destroyed many. Verses 7 and 8, he preached saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down, and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He can do something for you that I can never do. Uh, John knew who he was, a sinful being. And John knew who Jesus was, the Holy Lamb of God, God manifest in flesh. And John said, he must increase, I must decrease. I am a sinful man, he is holy God. That kept John grounded, selfless. It's that selfless, humble attitude that's so needed as we prepare souls for the return of Jesus Christ. See, our job is not to promote our ministries, ourselves. Our job is to promote the Lord Jesus Christ. See, John made disciples for Jesus and not disciples for John. And too often we make disciples to ourselves, not disciples of Jesus. See, if people follow us or if people follow me, I will fail them. But Jesus will never fail. He will never fall short. I will let people down, but never Jesus. He will never fail a single one. I think so many times ministries falter and fail 
because they're promoting people and not Jesus. And the only way we can prepare this world for Christ is to uplift Christ, to exalt Him. John was selfless for God. John was successful through God. God blessed the ministry in a mighty, powerful way. Multitudes were saved. Look in verse number 9. He was privileged to baptize Jesus. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. Now, we don't have time this morning, but Matthew chapter 3. John, or Jesus came to John, asked to be baptized. And John said, I should be baptized of you. Jesus said, thus do it to fulfill in all righteousness. Began the public ministry. Gave testimony to the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's also an example for us to follow. And by the way, I meant to announce this, but Lord willing, next Sunday night, we're going to get this baptism going. And there are some that have been saved. And you ought to follow that example and that testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and be obedient unto baptism. Now, Jesus was perfect. He was sinless. He was holy. Uh, He did so in obedience to his Father. And baptism is that step of obedience, and it's that testimony, I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming to my heart. He's forgiven me. He's saved me. I'm giving this testimony before all the world to see. And we'll be doing that. You can follow the example of Jesus Christ. Now, notice in verse number 10, he was privileged, John the Baptist was privileged to hear the voice from heaven. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, do you notice the Trinity? We have God the Son. We have the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And we have the voice from heaven, God the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, God had already dealt with John the Baptist. This is evident in the Gospel of John that he would know the Messiah when the dove descended upon this individual. And when the dove descended upon the Lord Jesus Christ, John knew beyond any shadow of a doubt, this is the Christ, this is the Messiah. And in the Gospel of John, it's evident from this point that John began to diminish. And from this point, John began to point his disciples to the Lord Jesus Christ. His ministry was soon afterwards fulfilled. Now, John the Baptist was arrested. He was beheaded, but he successfully prepared the way for the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, here is where I'm going, where I'd like to finish today. You want to be successful. I think that's the desire of each and every one of us. You'll never be successful living your life for yourself. You'll never be successful in your own path and your own way. John was successful. When you realize that you are sent by God, that God has a plan for you, you're not an accident. God knew you before you were ever born. God prepared you for such a time as this. 
You're sent by God. He has a purpose for you. When you wholly surrender to His purpose, you can be successful. When you give up your reputation, and truly from the heart you can come and say, I surrender all. I will go where God wants me to go. I will be what God wants me to be. I will do what God wants me to do. Uh, This mind is not my mind. These hands are not my hands. These feet are not my feet. I'm the Lord's. And I surrender to the Lord. You can be successful. And when you're selfless, when God uses you, you never pat yourself on the back. You turn it all to the Lord Jesus Christ. You always realize who you are, a sinful being, a finite individual. And you never forget who he is, holy, God, infinite, perfect in every way. And you realize your job is not to promote you, your job is to promote Jesus. And if you'll have that spirit and that attitude, he must increase, I must decrease, You, like John, can be successful. May God give us laborers. I don't think we have long left. I think Jesus is coming. I think it's time to prepare the way for the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's time to preach the gospel that John preached. Repentance for the remission of sins. I want for a moment every head.